0: Welcome to the Bourbon Boys. Uh, this is Chad. I'm uh, joined by Ross from the Great Lakes Distillery today. How's it going, Ross? It's going well. So, Ross was telling me a little bit about the distillery before we started. You want to go ahead and let the, the people know about that? Uh, basically,
1: we're just the first distillery in the state of Wisconsin um, since the end of Prohibition. So, all the distilleries closed uh, by 1920, by law, and then we were the first to reopen after Prohibition in 2004.
0: Okay. And all, is all your whiskey distilled in-house? Do you,
1: um, everything we're trying today okay. has been, we do make a blended whiskey, which is a base bourbon, about you know, 60, 70% bourbon we buy. Then we blend it with our own malt and rye whiskey. And that was just a stopgap before we were able to produce our own products. But okay. we were making it long enough, uh, probably been selling five or six years and people like it. So as of now, <laughs> we're still making that product, but maybe by the end of the year, it'll be 100% our own but mm-hmm. still produce the same way we'll make a bourbon we'll make a rye we'll make a malt age it separately and blend it together
0: so what products do y'all have in in-house
1: right now whiskey wise we have our still and oak straight bourbon still an oak straight rye mm-hmm. and then we have the knick mm-hmm. blended whiskey mm-hmm. then we have sporadic special releases um, for example we have a 10-year single malt right now that was distilled in-house we've done a seven-year bourbon we've done a Rye that I think was four or five years old as well. And then right now we have one barrel of bourbon that'll turn 10 sometime this year.
0: Probably be a special release. Yeah,
1: probably by year's end we'll just release that uh, after it turns 10. And then after that, our oldest whiskey stock's probably only two and a half, three years old.
0: Okay. So what's the mash bill on your bourbons?
1: Bourbon. Uh, anything coming out right now is going to be roughly 70% corn, 20% barley, 10% rye. We went a little barley heavy just because we knew eh, it wasn't going to be a super long-aged pro- mm-hmm. product, and barley kind of helps. Uh, barley's a little bit more palatable younger. Smooths that makes it sense. out a little bit? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I would say so.
0: So um, what other products do you all have besides the whiskeys?
1: Oh, we make everything else. So 30 different products total. We have vodka, flavored vodka, gin, barrel-aged gin. We have a couple different types of absinthe. We have an apple brandy, we have a rum, and we just uh, really started pushing our liqueur line. So we have mm. a coffee liqueur, cranberry liqueur, cherry liqueur, uh, orange liqueur.
0: Okay. Um so how did you get into this industry?
1: Uh I worked in television for okay. about 6 years and that drove me to drinking. <laughs> and then I just started hanging out here a long time ago before they even opened uh to the public per se. I started working once in a while, then I started working one day a week, then I started working two days a week, and now I'm the marketing director.
0: So you wore them down.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the long con.
0: So what was the uh, first whiskey you ever had?
1: First whiskey I ever had, probably that I had, I think, uh, oh, Crown Royal. Uh, yeah, that's right. When my grandma died, we found a sealed bottle of Crown Royal. Oh
0: man.
1: Uh, cleaning out the house. And yeah. So that was the first time and some tiny little sip, but me, my dad, uh cousins, you know, all kinda drank that bottle. Yeah. So I had very little. That's uh-huh. the uh the first time I think yeah I can remember having whiskey.
0: Okay. What's the best thing you ever had?
1: Best thing I ever had is Parker's Heritage Cognac finish. Okay. That is my one hundred out of one hundred um I just love that whiskey so much. Something about it's just perfect. Uh, I have one bottle left.
0: (laughs) Okay. Which one was that? Uh,
1: I don't remember which edition it was. It was quite a while ago. It was 100 proof. It was finished in a cognac cask, but I don't even taste the The cognac. cognac. No, just it's the perfect bourbon in my mind. It was like the fifth or sixth edition.
0: Okay. Yeah. What generally is, what is your go-to now? Just great Uh, lake stuff, or do you have something else? Gin on the rocks. I drink more gin than anything just because
1: it's easy. But if I'm drinking whiskey, uh, I tend to go through phases. I'm kind of swinging back around to bourbon. I have such a backlog of bourbon at home. That's probably a good thing. Uh, Wild Turkey 101, rye or bourbon. That's my check down. I'll buy handles of the stuff. Mm, Probably Wild Turkey 101 rye. I always have a handle of that. Uh, No, I'm sorry, the bourbon handle of bourbon
0: yeah did they make the rye in a handle right i don't know if the rye they did one's newer isn't
1: it it was around then, then it went away then it came back recently yeah um so i think it's bourbon then yeah i think the bourbon comes in the handle so turkey 101 bourbon with a handle okay
0: my go-to <laughs> make it easier for yeah. pouring yeah all right well let's go ahead and start tasting through some of this stuff
1: sure
0: And what is this we're drinking the first? This is our Still and
1: Oak straight bourbon whiskey. I'm starting with the lowest ABV, so 43% here. Uh, A lot of barley, like I said, aged about two and a half years. The early batches had a mix of uh, char levels, so Mm -hmm. three and four we're playing with. Coming up with the next batch almost every, I think, yeah, Starting with the next batch, it'll be all level four, full char. So the product will evolve as it gets older. Every batch is a little older as we release it, too. So I was going to ask what char
0: level you used. Three is pretty much standard. Four makes sense, though.
1: We're doing all four now. I think that's all we buy whenever we're buying casks from either Kelvin Cooper or Zach Cooper. Just level four. Just keep it easy. Yeah. Mostly Wisconsin grain in here. Mm-hmm. Corn's grown in Wisconsin. The rye's grown in Wisconsin. Barley just doesn't grow in Wisconsin <laughs> in any serious amount. So it would be detrimental to even try and find it. So,
0: this is two years, you said?
1: Uh, about two and a half. Two and a half. That's what they've been roughly coming out at.
0: You get that <clears throat> standard sweet, sweet corn. Yep. With the younger stuff, that's good. That's a solid two-year-old.
1: Yep, uh, pretty happy with it. Three, um,
0: two and a half.
1: Yeah, everything. Uh, Fifty-three gallon casks too. So big casks, a lot of age.
0: Have then, you ever done anything barrel proof with that? Is that what dirty? That, hell is? That's what Dirty Helen is. Okay. We'll
1: we'll finish with that. All right, we can go into an hour.
0: <laughs> we can work our way down.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, Dirty Helen is the cast great version. I'll talk more about that when we get there.
0: Okay. Um, So, what? you all had a different label before, didn't you?
1: Uh, Yeah. I'll just go grab that bottle to reference it,
0: but be right back. No problem. So, it was the same product, just a different label? This is the blended one. Oh okay. I think the only product I've had from you all before today was a Kanikinik. Yeah.
1: So that's probably what you recognize. And eventually maybe Kanikinik will fall into the still and oak line so it's easier instead of having two brands of whiskey on the shelf, or three or four. But we'll see going forward. But, yeah, this would be the one you've probably recognized if you've ever seen it, because that's been our flagship whiskey for five or six years now.
0: So that's the one that's blended with uh, sour stuff? Yeah,
1: that's the bourbon base with our own malt and rye blended in.
0: Okay. Is it Indiana or Tennessee?
1: It's been both. It's also been Kentucky. Uh, We'll never disclose it on the bottle, because it could change. Yeah, We're not trying to be secretive but yeah. if all of a sudden we can't get mgp anymore and we get dickle again okay well change label change this change that and that also kind of affects our blend ratio yeah what we're getting so well, maybe we'll put more of our rye in and less of our malt to try and keep it uh, as consistent as possible okay if you're so inclined oh yeah How's help well. yourself pour whatever you like
0: So the proof on this is 43 as well.
1: Yep. In theory, the bourbon might have replaced the Kinnick down the line, but they're, they've become so different that that won't happen. It was a maybe-that'll-happen thing, but the way it just has evolved, it's like these are very distinct products, so there's no sense in trying to replace one with the other, just keep making both.
0: So I read where the name came from online. Yep. Can you tell us that story?
1: As I understand it, uh, the word Kanikinik roughly means blend or mixture in the Ojibwa language. And that's why many rivers are named that. A river is a blend of, you know, tributaries and streams and things like that. And even the road, which is just right over there, Kanikinik, mm-hmm. is like a blend of First Street, Water Street, a bunch of different streets coming together. So it roughly means blend
0: a lot of green apple on the nose.
1: Yeah, I'm getting that too. Hmm. Yep, that's there.
0: Definitely can tell it's blended with older product. Because you get a little bit of grain, but then it goes away. It's really faint.
1: Yeah. I haven't uh, sipped on this in a while.
0: And how much is that bottle?
1: Um, MSRP, what do we got that at now? Like about 40. It started at 30. Then the cost of sur- sourcing went way, way, yeah. way up. So we, I think we suggested at 39, but out and about, it's usually about 35,
0: 36. And the bourbon is 30? Uh,
1: a couple bucks lower. We, I think we MSRP that at about 36, 37. And then out in the world, it's about. 32
0: 33 maybe okay. 34 yeah <clears throat> see a lot of younger uh mgp around now too yeah so it should be getting easier to, to source that yeah. stuff
1: as we've finally evolved to not need it as much yeah. oh great it's becoming more available and cheap again but yeah that's the way it goes
0: oh of course all right you want to move on to the rye yes
1: let's talk about rye
0: and what's the mash bill on the rye uh
1: 100 rye So this is kind of the baby of our uh, distiller, favorite thing to make, 100% rye. Um, Nate, who became head distiller about five years ago now, it was he wanted to make rye, and so we started making rye. 100% rye, uh, 80% unmalted rye, 20% malted rye.
0: Well, rye tends to be a little bit better at a younger age. Just I agree with that, yeah. Pushing stuff out.
1: Yeah. Sister product to the bourbon, they both started getting made in earnest around the same time. We have equal stocks of both, so this will be also about two and a half years old. All fifty-three gallon, all level four from the very get go. It was always fifty-three level four char.
0: So you all decided on the level four to try to make the aging a little bit quicker. I've never a little extra flavor.
1: I've never asked Nate why he wanted level four,
0: but it makes sense. Yeah.
1: And also, I mean, level four at Kelvin isn't exactly the same as level four at Brown Forman, Cooperage, okay. or Zach Cooperage. So, it's a interesting term, that's but a, heavy char. Yeah,
0: that's interesting. I've never heard that. I've never, I haven't dove that deeply into it.
1: You don't want to. <laughs> the more you know, the more you try and find out even more and more and more and more. So,
0: I was listening to somebody that was uh, that head distiller at Chicken Cock, I think, and he was getting really deep into the barrel stuff, and Mm -hmm. it was really interesting.
1: Yeah, barrels can be just crazy. Hey, Nate. Ah. Why do we go with level four char on our rye whiskey?
0: Want all of it. (laughs) (laughs) He just felt like it.
1: Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, because uh, that's what you do. You go level
0: four. <laughs> yeah, hey, that's got a nice nose.
1: This is probably our, uh, I don't even know. I'm not huge into awards, but this has been doing good on the awards. So <laughs> I, just, I don't know. It won a gold from the Beverage Testing Institute, which is a thing.
0: It's got a little bit of earthy funk to it at yeah. the end, which is surprising. Um, Might be the the rye.
1: Also, Nate, uh, in my opinion, in a good way, distills things uh, very dirty. A okay. lot of lit, lets a lot come through, which is really, really good. I think too. you get more of that base flavor. Especially in some of our fruit brandies. They actually taste like the fruit they're made from, but that's a different story.
0: That's positive. Yeah. If you're looking for a fruit brandy. Yeah. All right. What's next? Uh, Let's do pumpkin. Okay.
1: Now, I believe you said you were going to be over at Lakefront later? I will be. Uh, At some point? Okay. This is a product that we've been doing almost 10 years, if not longer. Many, many, many years ago when you have free time and you have a still and you can, you know do things. We went and got a couple buckets of beer from Lakefront Brewery, threw it in the still, ran it through. It wasn't awful, (laughs) so we made a full batch, then we barrel-aged it for about a year, and that's what this is. Mm, It's Lakefront Brewery's pumpkin lager. They make us a special batch without any hops in it, and we just take their beer, they fully ferment it, we distill it, and barrel-age it. Interesting. We wanted to call it a beer schnapps, which would literally mean distilled beer in German, but the government said we could not write beer schnapps on the label. Don't know why. So it is just seasonal pumpkin spirit. But interesting. the beer. You're not going to taste much pumpkin. You're going to taste cinnamon, nutmeg, clove, all those things come through. And it's only not whiskey because they actually ferment pumpkin for this product. Okay. So whiskey has to be 100% grain. Brandy has to be 100% fruit. This has pumpkin and grain in there. So it's kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. It's really good with apple cider so we push it pretty hard in the fall makes a good old-fashioned as well it behaves like whiskey
0: i love their uh pumpkin ale that they do especially when the barrel aged when brandy oh, yeah. barrels i think they did it in last year or bourbon i can't remember
1: they've also aged it in spent pumpkin spirit barrels oh really? in the past i believe so i think so I know
0: that one, that's my go to when it comes out. I buy a couple cases of yeah. it. Actually, their their barrel aged stuff is pretty much my go to anyway. Yeah.
1: I always have to say, I think so, if I remember correctly, because things change, you forget things. And so, if I remember correctly, they did some beer aging in spent pumpkin spirit barrels.
0: It kind of smells a little bit like pumpkin, but not, not like a fake pumpkin, right. like a real pumpkin. Like the innards you dip out with your hands. Yeah.
1: Some years are more pumpkin forward. Some are more spice forward. Batch 10 here was aged almost two and a half years in spent wine barrels, spent rump barrels, new barrels, old barrels, beer barrels. We've aged the pumpkin in there, spent Black Friday barrels. So this one definitely is different batch to batch.
0: That's really good.
1: Yep, but no one buys it because it says pumpkin on it. When they taste it here. They buy it. Yeah. But if you saw that on the...
0: Yeah, I wouldn't have bought that before. Right. But I'll probably buy a bottle now because it's... It almost tastes like what you... If you made... Like if you made a a whiskey out of that beer that I like,
1: it yes, tastes exactly that, what you would want it to taste that's like. Essentially what it is. Yeah.
0: So that's perfect. I never knew that was the way of the process. I just saw pumpkin and was like, oh, mm-hmm. it's interesting. I'm not against pumpkin, obviously. Yeah. I'm buying the pumpkin beer. Yeah. But
1: so most of that product we sell in cocktail form here. We also make an old-fashioned with it and then barrel-age it.
0: i bet that's really good at yeah. old-fashioned. But that's good on its own, too.
1: Yeah, actually, it's batched. Let me go grab some.
0: Just for everybody's knowledge, we are we are uh, recording at the Great Lakes Distillery in their beautiful tasting room. I will have Ross give you the information for their tours and such before we cut out. Are all these available here too? Everything uh, we're tasting, hmm? everything we're tasting is available here too, except
1: for dirty hell. Okay. We are sold out of Dirty Helen, and I'll get more into that when we taste it. So, this is the pumpkin spirit we just tried. We add sugar, we add bitters, and then we barrel-age it. So, this is a barrel-aged, old-fashioned, made with the pumpkin. It's a little warm, but you'll get the gist of it. Oopsie. Thank you. Normally would we stir this on the rocks, but you'll get the gist of it.
0: Yeah, that's that's excellent. <clears throat> what kind of garnish would you add with that too, or do you add it? Orange twist. Okay.
1: So or so basically I mean,
0: your regular old fashioned yeah, stuff. Yeah.
1: Generally, um, sometimes we'll add more bitters too, but if we have a fun garnish in,
0: that's a nice blend.
1: Yeah, it works out really well. It all really binds together and mellows out. It's probably aged about a year, and then we start siphoning it off. And while we start another barrel, it mm-hmm. takes about a year to get through. So we almost have a constant supply of this.
0: Nice. All right, you want to move on to the dirty hell? Dirty
1: hell in time, sure.
0: What's in the bottle that's not labeled? Dirty Helen. Oh, okay.
1: So, um, Dirty Helen was a notorious woman who owned a bar in Milwaukee. Uh, someone wrote a book about her. Well, she wrote a book about herself in the 60s, but it was like heavily censored and didn't really tell the full story. But someone revived the book telling about Dirty Helen's life. Helen, let me check, Cromwell? I should know this, but...
0: You can't know everything. yeah.
1: Yep, Cromwell. Helen Cromwell owned a bar that served two things whiskey and bourbon. It had no chairs, it had just a floor. And you'd go in and you'd just drink either bourbon or you would drink scotch. Yeah. And if you ordered anything else, you'd be made fun of. And <laughs> she's a notorious character. And there, there's a whole book about her, even a, some light reading online. But we were approached by someone with the book and. She wanted to have a whiskey kind of tied to it for the Mm. book release. And that's what Dirty Helen is. So it is cask-strength bourbon. It was just two barrels batched together. We did about 500 bottles. It came out at 126.4 proof, uh, 63.2% alcohol by volume. It went really well. Mm. It will probably come back. Maybe we'll do a rye as well. Mm. So we haven't completely... Stop making it, but it should return at some point.
0: Okay. What's the age on those two barrels? Are you know about two and a half. Okay. And I think this
1: is considerably uh, more enjoyable to me than the bourbon at forty three percent.
0: Well barrel proof more yeah, most of the yeah. time is. You get a lot more flavor with it.
1: And Evan this a while my palate's pretty sullied i need a lot of uh, excitement to i'm
0: right there with you tickle it so even the nose smells older yeah they're not as youthful i think when you proof it down it tends to it tends to bring that out
1: that's no, ridiculous at
0: 63 plus yeah that's definitely more interesting
1: Oops. And yeah, that's kind of a likeness of her on the label there.
0: She looks like somebody that would sell whiskey. Oh yeah. Is that a dead white cat on her head.
1: Uh maybe. <laughs> Feather, something. Rabbit. I thought
0: she was going to say she was sold uh whiskey and women.
1: <laughs> well, she was a call girl <laughs> for a while as oh, well. Gee, okay.
0: that's where she got the lived a
1: heavenly. life. Uh friends with Al Capone. It's I really should read the book, but So pretty much all that's left in the building is my personal sealed bottle here. And then...
0: Uh, Your sampler.
1: I had an open one, but someone really, really wanted the bottle because their grandma was named Helen oh. and thought it'd be hilarious to do that. So I emptied my working bottle into a decanter
0: that was nice the bottle. Yeah. I still see that on the shelves some places. Ooh, okay. But not much.
1: If you do see it, shoot us a message so we can tell people where it is. Okay. I think there's probably... One down in Racine, Kenosha at Woodman's, I think, it was the last time I
0: heard her. Okay, Ross, you. Uh, we were talking about Dirty Helen. Do you yep. want to give us a little information about the distillery as far as tour hours? They're open, you're open? Uh, we're open
1: almost every day of the year. We close for Thanksgiving, Christmas, and depending what day of the week, uh, 4th of July falls on and or uh, New Year's, we might be closed. But generally, we're always open. We have tours every day at 1, 3, and 5 then on Fridays we have one, three, five, and six. Saturday is one, two, three, four, and five. Tours uh, are open to the public. We got plenty of room. Uh, tasting rooms open every day at eleven a.m. and you can do samples at the bar. So we're very accessible, just south of downtown Milwaukee. Yeah, the, all the information is on our website. But come by, take a tour, try some things. Friendly staff. Samples are easy. So.
0: Is there a cost associated with the tour? Yep.
1: Tour right now is $12, and that includes a tasting flight at the end. Currently, as of me saying this, it's uh, generally the staff will pick three things we're featuring or think you should try, and then you're allowed to choose your remaining three samples out of the 30-plus things we make. So
0: six total.
1: Six total. If it's slow, if it's Sunday fun day, maybe seven. But
0: <laughs> All right. Is there anything in closing you'd like to say? Not much,
1: just okay. enjoy spirits. They're fun. They're unique. Try different things. There's a lot out there. Don't I'm not going to tell anyone what to do if you have what you like and like it, go for it, but there's so much out there in the world, like the pumpkin spirit there. That's something new and different. Mm. So, yeah, just try new things. have fun, support your local craft distillery or not, whatever. <laughs> it's fine. All uh, right. Just enjoy
0: spirits. I appreciate you having me. Uh, Until next time, enjoy your pours and enjoy your family.